Hi ladies, welcome back to Amigopreneur. This is Jacqueline, your host. I've taken a bit of a break because I'm actually prepping for the new year and I also decided, you know, I need to come back because I really wanted to do uh, 2018. Like, what was one of my biggest lessons? Obviously, we learn so many lessons um, throughout the year, but I wanted to hit one in particular that just spoke to my soul, spoke to my spirit, and I kept I kept wondering, you know, should I share it? Am I feeling comfortable enough to share it? For me, I had spoken about my, my immigration story, and that was big for me. Um, it actually took me a few weeks to record uh, my immigration story just because I hadn't really dealt with that experience and that, that trauma, because it was trauma. Uh, that I experienced with my immigration story and I kind of just you know suppressed it and and put it in the back burner and just tried to dismiss it but when I really wanted to share my story about it you know what really happened it it really brought up a lot of stuff and but something told me it was important to share um not just you know for for others um that you know the reason that I did that was because of you know what's happening in the border with children and I wanted to give a perspective for for when I was a child but also as an adult and and growing up as an immigrant but now I am talking about something you know a lot more personal and it has to do with with forgiveness um this year I had the opportunity to sit down with my dad and talk about my upbringing a lot of things that happened when I was a child uh, there were three things in particular. I didn't want to go, you know, into detail into everything, you know. Um, me as a parent, I can't go back and change things. And having that perspective as a parent that you cannot go back and change things that happen, you you, you know, I understand that we do the best with what we have. And I can empathize with my father as a parent and see him and, and understand that we make mistakes as parents. We don't always do the best job. We always try to do better than our parents. You know, we naively think that we're going to be better parents. Um, but then we, we soon understand that, you know, as as people, right, as human beings, especially those that never been parents, and we're parenting, and we're coming from a place that we haven't even dealt with our own traumas and our own stuff, Right, and then we have children. It actually gave me even a more understanding of my parents coming to this country, being immigrants, being so young when they had, um, you know, me and my sister, and I started to to look at that and understand them more. Right, have more of a, a broad overlook at, as a mother, um, and just understand as a young mother and understanding that. When you don't have all the information and you haven't dealt with your stuff and then you have children, you're still kind of like a child yourself. You're trying to parent yourself and then you're trying to to parent a child. Um, but I wanted to talk to, about forgiveness today because I started telling people, you know, that I had sat down with my father and that I had... Um, you know, just just wanted to have that conversation. It wasn't like, I want to forgive you or anything. It, honestly, I had forgiven my father and my mother for what happened 
when when I was little, I think the biggest thing was that I wanted to have a voice. I wanted to give that little girl a voice um, for when she was too small and too afraid and couldn't talk and didn't know how to articulate her feelings and felt that even when she did, she was unheard. Um, and really this, this, you know, forgiveness started for me when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I somehow knew instinctively that I would have to forgive my parents before I gave birth because I understood on a deeper level that I would need to be forgiven. And I understood as young as I was when I had my daughter that I was going to, if I wanted to, you know, be forgiven, that that I had to learn to forgive others, right? How can we how can we ask to be forgiven if we if we can't forgive other people, right? If we can't give the grace to other people to to forgive them. And I guess a lot of that comes from really starting to get to know yourself and knowing that you're not perfect. And and learning that you as a parent you go through all these things and and you know, I don't know, I just instinctively knew that I needed to forgive them. And I was pregnant when I made the decision to forgive them because I knew that I was going to need to be forgiven. And, you know, 20 years later, my da- my daughter and I sat down and had a very difficult conversation. And I won't go too too much into it out of respect for her, but we had a conversation where where she was open about some of the things that happened when she was young. Uh, me being a young mother, I've made a lot of mistakes, and I have, you know, I, I can definitely admit that as many parents know that they're, they, no one is a perfect parent. And I gave her the room to, to voice that. And, and I had to, this balance of, you know, having to quiet down my ego about what she was saying to me because I understood that as a young woman, um, as a brown woman, she needed to have a voice. And as a daughter... Um, I needed to allow her to say the things she was feeling without taking it personal because she should be able to voice how she felt. And and me as a parent, I knew it was important for our relationship. Um, so after that talk, um, which was not easy, you know, to hear as a parent, as a mother, um, I... I had something brewing inside of me, and I don't—I didn't know what it was. You know, something kept gnawing at me, and it wasn't about my daughter. It was about me and my relationship and forgiveness with my parents, because I had asked my daughter, you know, to forgive me, and that yes, I—I I had done everything I could as as a parent, but something kept gnawing at me that that I needed to to. I don't know, have a conversation with my parents as well. But this took, you know, I was talking to spirit. I had prayed about it and I was like, I forgave them. Why is, why am I, why is this coming up in particular with my father? You know, why is this coming up? Why is this bothering me? And I, you know, would meditate and I, and I was just bothered that I was bothered. (laughs) I was bothered that, that, I I had forgiven them and I had forgiven my dad and I didn't understand why I was bothered. 
I was kind of annoyed with myself, right? And I finally got the clarity and the answer that I was looking for. And what Spirit said to me, it's not that you haven't forgiven them. It's that they never asked that of you. You never had the opportunity to sit with them. You just gave it to them. And they weren't owed that. They haven't earned your forgiveness. You know, Spirit let me understand that that it was it was good of me to forgive them, right? For me. Um, but that they they hadn't done what I had done with my daughter. I you know, they hadn't sat down with me. Um, we hadn't had the conversation. I wasn't able to voice what I felt and that I needed to do that because I deserve that and that it was good of me to have forgiven them, right? Um, but that they, that conversation needed to be had. So I decided that I was going to reach out to my father because there was a couple of things that I wanted to talk to him about. So it did take me a few weeks, right? Because we all have to kind of prepare for that. But the reason it took me a few weeks is because when I sat down with my father, I wanted to make sure that I came from a place of not giving him the obligation right over me um, that if I was going to voice what I had to say that I was going to come from a place of his reaction, his response didn't matter. And I don't mean in a sense like it doesn't matter. I meant in a sense that what was really important was that I got to voice what I felt, right? That I gave that little girl a voice who at the time felt voiceless and, and ignored. Um, and in case you're hearing this for the first time, so I grew up around domestic violence and because of that, there was, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that happened in my life because there was a lot of chaos going on. There was, you know, a few things that happened because there was violence, because there was, you know, these were young parents. Um, we didn't talk about emotion. We didn't articulate our feelings. Um, we certainly weren't, you know, given that space, right? We, we, obviously, we were not in that space. So I often felt that there was some very unanswered things that happened in my childhood, in particularly three things. Um, and I won't go too, too into that. Those, those are personal. Uh, but I will share what I got out of it and what I realized that talking to other women about sitting down with my father, about having this conversation um, about what happened when I was young, it just, it did, I don't know, it, it, it allowed them to better understand their father. And it allowed them to think about having this conversation with their parents um, and, and what it brought to me and what it could possibly do for them uh, to talk to their father, their mother, you know, whatever the case may be. It definitely, I talked to several women several times and I was able to give a perspective uh, of a parent and a daughter and also the perspective of what that conversation can look like. Um, so I set up the time to talk with my dad. He was open to it. And I just want to say, you know, I do talk about me growing up in domestic violence and things that happened to me, um, but I want to say that my parents are not the same parents that they were when I was young. 
I talk about this and my experience to let people know that good things could come from that, um, that we can heal past past traumas and things that have happened to us, that there is light, I think is my biggest message after that, that we're not doomed to repeat patterns and you know, end up on drugs and whatever else the statistics say, um, that there is a light and that there is good things to come out of it, right? Um, so um, anyways, <laughs> I went ahead and I, and, and I was saying that my parents are not the parents I had when I was little, obviously. Uh, they have different lives. They're remarried. Things are different now. My daughter, my daughter, excuse me, my father has done a lot of work on himself and I actually credit him for me wanting to be a better person because even in the midst of what was going on in in when I was young with my parents my father would always try to better himself through through reading and asking questions and he wasn't perfect um as I I wasn't either and because I saw that he was trying right he he wasn't doing a perfect job I felt that I always wanted to ask questions about myself. Why do I act like this? Why am I this way? Why are my parents this way? And always educate myself and find my answers about myself and, and where does it come from and our, our history, our parents, their parents. Um, and so yeah, just pretty much understanding. So I, I do credit things for, for my parents. There were, yes, um, some bad times and bad moments, but there were also these things that I got from them that I am very grateful for. So I set up the time with my dad, you know, for us to talk, and we went to a cafe, and we just started having conversation as two adults. He talked to me about my my other brothers and sisters and the relationship that, you know, some of my brothers and sisters have with him. Um, I would say that some of us are more open to having a relationship with him because of what happened in our childhood, and other of us are not. And he talked about how painful that was for him and that he understood why, but that, that it was still painful for him. And I said that, you know, as his parents now, it's our job to try to continue to reach out to our children and have these conversations. And then from there... You know, I explained to him why I was there and why I had wanted to have coffee with him. And I explained, you know, I talked about the two things. Uh, one of the things I've talked about the podcast when I was young, I was selling, you know, these these candies. And um, I went around the whole neighborhood selling these candies because you can sell a bike. I mean, you can win a bike. And I told him that I actually sold like three to five hundred dollars and that I was very proud of myself because I was going to get a bike and that in the morning when I went to go take these things that the envelope was gone and that at that time I don't believe my father was living with us anymore but I asked him I said were you still living with us and do you know what happened to that money and he said no he's like I wasn't living there anymore and he's like you know, I didn't know that happened. And he said, and, you know, I'm sorry about that. Um, and then, I've, and I said, okay, you know, that, that was, that was an answer for me. 
um, because that was such a pivotal moment for me because the money was stolen and the way I reacted to that and how that kind of shaped the way I looked at money and finances. Um, And again, I talked about that in another podcast. And the other things uh, that I will share with you, I talked to him about my upbringing. Um, I talked to him about my... (laughs) So my my dad had other women in his life. And I said... And the funny thing was I, when I talked to him about the other two things, I didn't get emotional. It was just a conversation. But when I started talking to him about the way I felt about him having, you know, other women and, you know, the affairs or in, in my viewpoint, I said to him, I started getting like so sad, like I started shaking and I was surprised at my own emotion because I feel like at that moment I was channeling this little girl who I remember being young and I remember him, you know, dating these women or whatever. And I remember that I, that I was jealous and I remember that I felt left out and that I just wanted his attention. And I said to him, you know, when I was young and you were, you know, dating outside of the marriage if you would say and even after my parents divorce you know there was you know a lot of women and I said it it made me feel like I was never going to be enough for a man that a man was going to get bored of me or tired of me um and because of that I said I I decided to turn that around and I would always be the one to end the relationship. And, you know, there was some other things that I, that I shared with him, but I said, you know, and I want you to know that, that that's how I felt when I was little, but the choices that I made as an adult, the relationships that I chose, the way I closed myself off in relationships, you know, those, those are my fault. I said, you know, I will take responsibility that when I was an adult, you know, that the choices that I made in the relationships that I got to on my own, um, I said, I'm not blaming you for that. I said, but I know that when I was young, I'm telling you this because that little girl wanted to tell you that so much. She, she wanted your time. She wanted your attention. She wanted to feel special with her dad. And she didn't feel that way. (sighs) So, you know, at this point, I'm just like getting really upset. And my... Dad, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, I think I saw him once my whole life tear up. Once. And I was like, oh my God, are you tearing up? That's like so weird, right? Because this is a man who, who you know, um, has charming, has a great sense of humor. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, he, he was violent. Um, but never did I see that, that emotion. I saw him tear up once. And when I, when I, you know, was getting in this state of talking and really allowing like the little girl to speak um, 
and let her say what she needed to say and how she felt and really articulate her feelings and not feel shame, right? And, and the older woman who, who used to be like, why are you so emotional about this, right? Um, wasn't there. I was, I was caring and loving towards her and I allowed her to have a voice and I allowed her to feel her feelings. Um, and so I was obviously getting upset. So I, I talked to him and he said, um, and I looked up because I was trying to allow the, the little girl part of me to have a voice. So I'm trying to contain myself and say these things so that she feels that she finally got to voice how she was feeling when she was little, that she didn't get to voice when she wasn't, you know, when she was, when I was a little girl. And I look up and he is crying, you know, and he is giving me the grace to finish. He's giving me the grace not to interrupt me, not to say that didn't happen, that's not true. He just allowed me to talk. And he did say, you know, I hope you understand that, that those women, um, they were all different. It wasn't that they weren't, it wasn't about them. He's like, it was about me. You know, I was young and I was really foolish. And I made so many mistakes when I was young that if I knew better, of course, I would want things to be so different. And he's like, I have so many regrets. And he paused and he stayed quiet. And he grabbed my hand and he said, in Spanish, because we're talking in Spanish, and he said, um, I hope that you can forgive me. And the funny thing was, I said to him, I said, I forgave you a long time ago. And I go, and I mean that. I said, I just really needed to tell you. I said, but yeah, I forgive you. And, and I said that to him because I felt he needed that, you know. Um, and I wanted to give that to him because I did forgive him. It was, it was never about holding a grudge or being upset. It was just something that I needed to say and voice to him and I did and the things that I that I wanted to share with you and the the women when I talked to them was that there was a split second a split I mean it was just it was like the room paused he was quiet and I was quiet and I looked at him and he wasn't my dad anymore. Like I really looked at him and he was just a man. He wasn't my dad. He was just a man. You know, so often I thought in that moment we, we put this we put our parents on a pedestal that they're supposed to be perfect and all-knowing and at the same time be our superhero and <laughs> you know whatever we do um, to our parents and when they don't meet those expectations we blame them harshly and we allow ourselves to grow in this resentment and bitterness or maybe that was just me <laughs> 
maybe you you things were different for you but I just remember that that pedestal that I had had especially I think for my dad and that's why I needed to have a conversation with my dad and I don't know if it's because you know little girls just have these things with their dad or because we I actually felt that when I was little I had a very special relationship with my dad and when things didn't go well I think it just really affected me in some way and in that moment I looked at him and I just saw him as a man with with his own hurt right um my dad didn't grow up with his dad and I saw that I saw this man who was raised by a woman and I don't know what that must have been like for him to be raised by a woman um and not have a male figure around and what that must have been for him and in that moment I saw that and I and it felt like seconds but but it felt so wide open to see him not as my dad not as the man who let me down and disappointed me and didn't live up to my expectations I just saw my dad as a man and I just it was just like a new level of understanding it's like you're just a man you make mistakes you try to do the best you can and I I got that <laughs> and I am so grateful for the conversation that I had with my daughter and to be able to have that difficult conversation right that we we as parents have with our adult children and I was grateful for the conversation that I had with my father um, and that we were both in that space where we're both trying to grow and I was grateful to him that he is doing his own work where he didn't make it about him he didn't make it about me attacking him as a parent or as a man or anything he allowed me the space to talk but had he not allowed me that space, I had gone in before I went. I had gotten in the space that it really, really didn't matter what he said, what he did. I was there to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to give that little girl a voice and to have her back so she didn't feel alone, so she didn't feel afraid, so she wasn't dismissed. And that's what I went for. And I am blessed. I understand that some people do this and they don't even get a chance to talk. Um, their parents may be offended or they're saying, we don't know what you're talking about and all this stuff. And I had prepared myself in the best way I can. And I had reminded myself that I wasn't there for him, that his answers were not going to validate me. And they didn't. Honestly, I think that what him saying, you know, please forgive me, listening to me, doing all those things was for him. That was for him. Um, that was for his own personal growth. That was for him being able to reach another level of, of being a parent, a man, whatever that is for him. Um, his reaction wasn't what made us sitting down great. It was the fact that I was able to sit there and have this conversation 
a conversation that I never imagined that we would have. Me voicing and articulating my emotions and saying the things that I said and opening up about how I felt and talking about my feelings uh, to a man who I was once very afraid of. And to be able to now look at him from new eyes and a new perspective as a, as a parent, you know, as a woman, um, understanding that relationships are hard, understanding that that parenting is so difficult. Um, and just, you know, the, the wisdom that I developed, um, not just through the years, but also this wise little girl and her viewpoint and understanding that I can still be that little girl and allow her to have a voice, but be a woman and mothering that person at the same time and helping her heal by allowing her to say what she felt and that the reaction of other people did not matter because it wasn't about them. It was about what I needed to say and feel. And that my feelings, right or wrong, are my feelings. And whether I was looking at the circumstance the right way or wasn't, I needed to have a voice just like, just like we all do. Um, so that is what I wanted to share about what happened in 2018. So many things have happened in 2018 for me that once you make the commitment to do things that are so scary um, because this year I've shared that I talked on a panel and I am so afraid of public speaking. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I've started to do videos. I've started coaching women on podcasting. Um, I'm going to do more things in 2019 that scare me even more, that push me even more, that challenge me even more. And if it's anything that I've done in 2018, have that conversation, that difficult conversation with my daughter, have that difficult conversation with my father, um, allow this little girl part of me to have a voice, um, be on a panel and speak when I completely lost <laughs> the words uh, before I even got on the panel, even though I practiced for two weeks. And what happened on the other side of that? What happened on the other side of doubt? What happened on the other side of fear? I, it's just, you'll just never know, right? We, we get so focused on the fear and, uh, and trying to avoid the pain and trying to avoid those um, very difficult conversations that we don't want to have because we're afraid of the outcome. When the outcome doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, for me, what I've learned in 2018, that it's not about the outcome. It's about being in it and, and making the choice to do it. Because when you get to the other side, even though you were walking through this dark place and you were avoiding, trying to avoid the pain, the other side is incredible. It is a feeling of you cannot believe what you can do now. When you do something that you never thought that you can do, it's just undescribable. And each moment that I have made a decision 
to have the courage to do what I think that I can't do. It just, it builds this confidence, this self-love for yourself, this, I, you know, I, I wish I had the words, but it's, it's a feeling of joy and pride and, and, and accomplishment and possibilities. And that feeling just, just can't be described. Um, so my hope is that in 2019, I hit new levels and, and that it opens up my, my mind in whole other ways. And I hope that for you too. I hope that if there is forgiveness to be had or your little girl needs to talk or you need to voice something in your relationship or you need to be honest with yourself, that you do. Um, I wish you the biggest blessings for 2019. And I wanted to share this with you because I know that our relationships with our parents and with trauma, <laughs> if, if some way, somehow, there has been something in our past that has really hurt us and held us back, and it's hard to confront, whether it's a person or a feeling that we've been numbing, and being quiet and down and have not voiced it, felt it, or put it out. Um, that I hope that you do one thing, one thing at a time, and that you allow yourself to go through it. Because I promise you, the other side is so worth it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again for tuning in. If you're not already subscribed, make sure to do so. I have new episodes every Wednesday. Having said that, I will be taking a few weeks off from the podcast to prep for a whole new season for 2019. Whole new guests, new topics, and me sharing my adventures as a creative and entrepreneur. Till then, there's plenty of content and great interviews to catch up on. You can always find me on Instagram at Amigapreneur where I share podcast tips and tutorials behind the scenes and where I talk about my favorite things like mindset shifts and personal development on my IG stories. Today's episode was brought to you by Simplecast, an Audio-Technica microphone. I won this amazing microphone at an event and I can't say enough about it. The quality and sound is incredible and I really feel that it's a great addition to stepping up my podcast game in 2019. Simplecast is the easiest way for podcasters to publish and distribute audio on the internet. Trusted by thousands of podcasters, Simplecast offers one-click publishing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your audience listens. This is not a paid sponsorship. This is just my way of thanking them for a great gift and also putting things out into the universe for 2019. I really hope all of you have an amazing holiday with your families. Thank you for the love and support in 2018, and I can't wait to see what's next for us and our growth in 2019. A big thanks to all of my podcast guests for their openness and their vulnerability and for sharing their wisdom. Have a safe and happy new year.